Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Monday morning. It was one city, two teams, Giants of two teams. G-man. Let's start by talking about the weekend so Key doesn't scold me, and then we'll start talking about Jay's Giants. Thank you, Russell. Line. Thank you, Russell Wilson. Thank you. <laughs> I, just, I just like to not dive right into football. Yeah. You know, so, we've uh, been we've been away from each other for two and a half days, so you like to, you know, try to figure out what everybody, you know, weekend was like. Their Friday, their Saturday, Sunday. I just watched sports this weekend because I really wanted to see, now that we're getting down to the nitty-gritty of college football, which we'll talk about in a little bit, I thought it was time to put a real magnifying glass on it. And then every time you turned around yesterday in the NFL, there was something to watch. But before we dive right into it, <laughs> what did you guys do? It was good. College football was good. The weekend was good. Got a chance to watch a little hoops. College hoops was cool. Oh, what games did you watch? I watched a little bit of the Gonzaga game. Um, Gonzaga canceled. Must have been something else. <laughs> no, not the <laughs> – Damn, Zubin. Sorry, Just let him breathe. Game. No, the Gonzaga game. It was canceled. And they canceled it. Well, what the hell was I watching? Texas Villanova. Texas Villanova played. Texas Villanova. Got you. Coach was on there. Yep, Jay Wright. Jay Wright was on there. Kentucky's um, one and three for the first time in 20 years. Maybe you saw that. What other game What other game was I watching? It was another another little weak college basketball game that was on. I just kind of passed through it. College football, I watched. Ohio State, I figured that was going to happen the way it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, good win, boys. Good win. I couldn't. What else? Did I, last night, I watched a USC game, but that got out of control early. Yeah. I watched a little bit of the UCLA game. Uh, Arizona State game. Hey, by the way, Chip for the first time, Chip Kelly for the first time in his UCLA career is over 500 with the Bruins. First time in wow. his career. What is he like? Well, three and two or something? Three and two. <laughs> That's exactly what they are. That's exactly what wow. they are. What else? And then uh, Christmas tree shopping yesterday. So, yeah. Did you get one? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, what size are you like? Because you, you're tall. No, you're I a tall got, Christmas tree? Well, my daughter picked it. It, it was a. Uh, it was 12 feet, and they had to cut it down a little bit to, like, 10 and a half. Because mm. it's big. We want a big tree. I want a little, little, little tiny tree. trees. No, we got a high ceiling, so we got to have a nice-sized tree, you man. You hear that, Zubin? High ceilings. <laughs> high Stop, ceilings. What? Stop. High ceilings. So we ceiling. went Christmas tree shopping, too, and I got put onto this whole thing. Have you heard about this? So I know in Connecticut New York, they have trees that come in from California, and they cut off the top of the tree, so they're kind of like – miniature baby trees that oh. people are getting now for their apartments, only maybe about three and a half, four feet tall, because it, it keeps the tree alive. You know, it keeps the tree well, healthy Well, the funny growing, thing, so. obviously, being here in New York and, and going around, looking, it's like in California, it's huge, so much real estate. So it's land. You go and there's trees everywhere. You just go in there open and you look and you pick and you see which one you want. This These trees was like on corners, outside of grocery stores <laughs> and stuff. And I'm like... So I finally found, like, I guess you would call a Christmas tree lot. And what Which I know is like in the back of a bodega, pretty much. That's yeah, basically. Like. <laughs> but the trees are all wrapped, though. They, like, had this net on them. They so were not you, open. So you can't really see how full it's, they are. Exactly. Yeah. So the dude had, you know, I had him open, like, four or five of them. <laughs> and then I finally was like, don't worry, man, I'm going to buy one. Just, you know, just open it. So he opened the last one. And my daughter's like, yeah, we want that one. And so it came because I'm, I'm not a fake Christmas tree guy. I don't don't tell me anything about fake Christmas tree. I need a fake Christmas tree. It lasts for a long time. All that. No, I want my entire house smelling like pine. I'm with you. You don't get one, Zubin? 
Uh, no, my apartment's too small. My apartment's too small. Okay. Uh, by the way, I got to say, happy holidays to everybody. So we don't yes. get a million tweets about everybody else that's celebrating holiday. about all yeah. the other things. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. You know, just, yeah, no, happy it's holidays. Okay. No, it's great. Holiday spirit. And then I saw people, which was interesting. People was had their smaller Christmas trees or Christmas trees in general in their shopping carts. You know, going to their apartments and their places, which was. Different. Oh, yeah. I, I'm used to seeing them on top of cars. I'm big now. You know? I used to steal shopping carts back in the day. Just you know, you're in New York. I'm like, I ain't carrying all this stuff. My daughter, I would bring it back should, though. You know what da- I mean? Just, that's what my daughter said. We should get it in the Christmas spirit and carry the tree. Are you? I, what? <laughs> Is on, that you, a tradition? Carrying the tree? Places? No. She <laughs> was saying because of all the New Yorkers, their trees are like in their little shopping buggies that they have. They were putting them in there and moving. You know, going to their apartments. Buggies. And so my daughter wanted to strap the tree on the car. And bring it home. I'm like, no, I've been past that. That's not what I do anymore. I don't do that. Yeah, Jeez speaking say. of bringing it home, <laughs> the Giants brought it home, Zubin. Indeed. Early Christmas present for Giants fans like Jay. They've now won four in a row. Colt wasn't the uh, unreal McCoy. He wasn't great. He was the real McCoy. He though. was serviceable. No doubt. That's all we needed. yards, touchdown, and a pick. They've won four in a row. Half game up on the Washington football team who plays tonight. No matter what happens, the Giants have the tiebreaker over the Washington football Preach. team. And Jay... Uh, being the resident Giant fan, um, I think everybody's been impressed by Joe Judge. Remember, this team was 0-5, then 1-7. Key said they'd make the playoffs at 1-7. I scoffed. He's going to laugh last. Um, but <laughs> Maybe. You, <laughs> but you, even as a Giant fan, are really surprised they are, find themselves in this position. I put out a tweet yesterday before the game started, Key. I was like, hey, Russ, hey, Seahawks, just take it easy on us. Let us continue to build confidence as we go into week 14. Because I expected Seattle to blow us out. And... All of a sudden, I'm watching a game. Wayne Goldman has a 60-yard run in the third. We're up in the ball game. We're, we're pounding the ball on the ground. It's like we made some adjustments into the second half. And just I was kind of – I don't know if I walk away from this game being so impressed by the Giants or more just shocked and embarrassed for Seattle. No, you got to be everybody – Everybody's healthy. Carlos Hyde. I mean, think about all the people that they have back. I mean um, – they go through the list of names of all the players that they have. Chris Carter comes back, Jamal Adams, Shaquille Griffin. Th- their whole team is there, and you expect them to take that next step. And Russell Wilson just didn't seem like Russell Wilson at all. You got to be impressed with the Giants um, just because of they lose Daniel Jones. So you immediately think, oh, God, they lost the quarterback pretty much. They might as well pack it up and, and look to do something else. But they stayed the course, and they went all the way to Seattle, and they clipped the Seahawks. Even though Seattle, much like Jay Will said, they got everything there. It's a better football team, but the Giants didn't quit. They didn't feel sorry for themselves. Saquon Barkley has not been a part of the team all year long. They don't feel sorry for themselves. They just continue to go out there and be resilient, playing well, doing the sort of things that championship-caliber teams do and I think when you look at you know Joe Judge and you look at some of his antics early on the first thing you think that this football team is lost oh god this team is gonna they're they're not gonna be worth anything and now all of a sudden they're taking on the kind of the same personality as their head coach as long as it continues to work let's hear from their head coach this is Giants head coach Joe Judge on the difference from that 0-5 1-7 start to where this club is now it's not just those final two minutes. It's what you do the entire game to put yourself in position and capitalize on. What plays were you able to make earlier in the game that you got to go ahead and then execute down the stretch as well? You know, I just think our team's <clears> executing you know, a lot better down the stretch. They've made a lot of improvement 
a lot of that's from, you know, just comfort of being around these coaches for a length of time, um, you know, building on the, the, you know, multiples that we have within a game plan on a weekly basis and the adjustments we can make on the sideline or in the locker room, you know, on a kind of quick turnaround basis. We should quickly mention, Key, and uh, Jay, for you too here, obviously as a resident Giant fan, one thing that was notable is that Joe Judge did not scale yep. down the playbook for Colt McCoy. That's rare when you have a backup because obviously you got a veteran backup here. It's a little bit different, but I think that certainly aided the cause as well. Well, look, you don't have to scale down a playbook. That's a when you got a guy who's played, like you said, a veteran who veteran quarterbacks are there to kind of teach the young guy how to be a quarterback in the National Football League. And so he's game planning and preparing this as if he was the starter every single week even though he's not the starter. So you don't have to scale it back. You know he can run the offense. I mean, he didn't, it wasn't like he had crazy, gaudy numbers. He had pedestrian numbers. I mean, when you look at it, it was like, it, it's so funny because when you look at teams that are in playoff hunt right now and you look at some of the quarterbacking that's going on outside of the big boys, all the quarterbacks are just like 160 yards, a couple of touchdowns, and making zero mistakes. That is what you need. And give a ton of credit to Giants defensive coordinator Patrick Graham. It's not a name that we have mentioned. Jay mentioned it. The Seahawks were limited to one touchdown. Russell Wilson sacked five times in a couple turnovers forced. Don't worry, they could bounce back in week 14 versus the Jets. <laughs> and by the way, the Giants will welcome Arizona to town. It's the first time the Giants will be back home in a month, and the Cardinals are reeling having lost four Cold weather. of five. It's going to be a good opportunity team. for the G-Men. Be a part of the Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zuba Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's official. College football's back, and so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper. Today, on the way, Carson was hurting the Eagles too much, so Jalen Hurts stepped in but will that be the case moving forward the fellas weigh in on that Chishon, Jay, will and zubin the podcast passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com those three words from the legendary voice of the eagles merrill reese hurts is in the question is for how long came in in the third quarter lost to the packers and do you guys want to put your young starter in a place second round pick in a spot where he would be making his first career start at home 
against a Saints team that has won nine in a row and is the hottest team <laughs> in the NFC. That would be an interesting spot to not put him in in the third quarter after your starter is struggling, but put him in from snap one, moment one, Doug Peterson noncommittal on his starter when the Saints come to Philly on Sunday. Why is that always such a big deal when you go to play somebody? It's the opponent that they're playing. Why would you want to play him against the Saints? It doesn't matter. It's still a football team. It doesn't matter if it's the Saints or if it's the worst team. If it's the New York Jets, he's got to play. But here's the, here's the argument from the fan perspective. You just heard that on 94 WIP, by the way. Um, and that would simply be there's a crisis of confidence with the other guy. And the idea is if you put a young guy in and the Saints, who winners of nine in a row, were coming at him – that might ruin his confidence if he doesn't play well from the start. The no. only Jay disagrees. The only reason I'm saying that yeah, is the other like, guy. The other no. guy was pulled because he has lost all of his confidence. Well, that's on him. That that's his confidence. That's him in his makeup. Jalen Hurts has, has never, ever, as long as I've been knowing the kid when he was in high school, all through Alabama and at Oklahoma, he's never ever displayed to me at all a lack of confidence Kiss. at all. Even when he lost the starting job to Tua. No confidence was shaking whatsoever. So it's just funny all the time when I hear people say that, though, Jay. Like, we don't want to start him against Pittsburgh on a short week because they're going to do this to him. Okay, they're going to try to do it to him. What if he was the starter at the beginning of the season? His first snap as a quarterback in the National Football League. Same thing. It's the same thing, Z. My best experiences in life have been when I got thrown into the fire. Just throw me into the fire. Yes. You don't need to ease me into no, anything. No. Let me figure it out. I'll make my mistakes, but I much rather make my mistakes by feeling out and gaining that experience. Can I, look, Jalen Hurts should be the starter, but everything that Doug Peterson has shown me over his time as a head coach, everything that he said about Carson Wentz will let me know that he probably won't be the starter, that he'll probably play a lot more, but I don't think Doug Peterson is just willing to let Carson Wentz lose the quote-unquote confidence that you said quarterbacks are so fragile with. I don't understand that. I don't know why Jalen Hurts isn't the starter, and I know you're going to say follow the money. It's always about following the money. But it it has to get to a certain point where Doug Peterson needs to have a conversation with himself in the mirror and say, we have nothing to lose by just starting Jalen Hurts and letting him play a full game. Let him play one full game and see what happens. Last week, week before, I said that this would probably be right around now the Green Bay game, they see where Carson Wentz is at, where it goes. They made the decision to pull Carson Wentz. Now that you made the decision to pull Carson Wentz, what I would do is now I'm starting Jalen Hurts, and we're going to finish the season with Jalen Hurts. And I know it's a lot of money. Now we're going to have a quarterback competition next offseason and into the season doing training camp. That's the way I would set it up. And I think Doug Peterson – I would be shocked if Doug Peterson goes back to Carson Wentz because what you've now shown the team is that you do have a guy in Jalen Hurts that you have confidence in because he's shown you some things. Leading the charge, he was 5 of 12 for a little bit over 100 yards, a touchdown, and a little bit of an interception. That's okay. We can fix that, but we got to give him time to be able to do it. Um, and, and I think that's what you do. I think you you start him this week against the Saints, and then you see where it goes from there. And come the offseason, there's an open quarterback competition. I love this, Ubin, because I, I just want to see how Carson Wentz responds. Right? Like, never lead a life of complacency. Like, don't be complacent. So, if Carson Wentz is complacent, it's easy for Carson Wentz to say, you know what, 
I can sit here and I can quibble and I can complain and Jalen Hurts got my spot, I got my money, I don't care, then that's fine. You find out who Carson Wentz is. This is a good challenge for him. Let him respond. And there's going to be a time, I'm telling you, in the next couple of games, four or five weeks, where Jalen Hurts makes a mistake and Carson Wentz will find himself back on the field. If he does, if Doug Peterson actually goes with Jalen Hurts, which I don't think he will. So make the most of it. Let's compete. Yeah, and what you can't do to the rest of the team is you can't play the Carson Wentz game. I'm going to start him, then I'm going to yank him out again. I'm going to start him, I'm going to yank him out again. Because the team feels right now, and they feel like we had a better chance to win with Jalen Hurts for four quarters. Look what he did in a short period of time and amount of time that we gave him. He showed up. I mean, he really did. He did some good stuff, running the ball, changing some plays at the line of scrimmage. I mean, he, he, he's got some work. But a full week of practice and preparation with the ones and not necessarily rotating snaps, but taking the majority of snaps will certainly get the attention of the rest of the team. It's uh, time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Real quick, straight to the point, this question asked pointedly to Carson Wentz. Do you think you should be the starter? Listen, it's that's not for me. Uh, I know what I'm capable of. I know I can play better. Uh, I never have uh, doubted myself or lost my confidence in my abilities. But, um, you know, like I said, a lot of these things are outside of uh, my control. That's the first thing I would have said is I am the starter until somebody tells me something different. That's what I would have said. Hmm. Well, let me ask you this. By the way, straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise there for Wentz, straight to the point. Let me ask you this. Doug Peterson said a couple weeks ago, the reason I can't move Wentz for Hurts is because it would be sending, quote-unquote, the wrong message to the team. But isn't sending the right message if you're massively struggling at the most important (laughs) position on the field? I can't keep you out there. But that was a couple weeks ago, Z. Yesterday, he pulled him. What's the difference in the message? If you're Doug Peterson, you're saying it's going to send the wrong message I can't. You just did by pulling him. You sent the message by pulling, which kind of gave them a little bit of a spark and a little bit of an engine where players are now looking. They're going, oh, okay, we got, all right, we getting ready to roll now. We getting ready to get this taken care of. Where if you'd have left Carson Wentz in there in the third quarter, y'all y'all wouldn't have had a chance to win. You got to run out of the building. My biggest takeaway yesterday watching the Eagles was saying, oh, okay, you guys are conceding to rebuilding. This is where we're going. We're going in the rebuilding right. direction. I don't know if they're gonna rebuild though. Off season, I mean, yeah. challenge in the off season okay. and see if they can retool whatever you want to call it. You know, because it's a lot of money still. You got to remember, it's a lot of money. We can't just walk away from it. No, I mean, it'll be a fascinating off season if it's Wentz v. Hurts. Wentz thirty-eight yards passing at the half yesterday. The week before, thirty yards passing at the half. That simply just can't continue. Still to come, the Jets brought the, Jets. the house. Yeah, the Jets. And then the house burned down. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, 
happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Damn you, Adam Gaze. One win. You had it. And then you chose not to have it, I guess. Self-sabotage key? No. Greg Williams self-sabotage? No, why? Blitz on the last play? No, he's just, Greg is just dialing up what he knows how to dial up. They're not going to be there next year, so they're not benefiting by getting the number one overall pick because they're not going to be there coaching them. At least I don't think they're, they're going to be there coaching them. Let's just say that. Crazier things have happened, uh, as evidenced by the final play there with Derek Carr. Ain't no way in hell. Ain't no way in hell, Zubin, you fit to sit here and tell me there's a slight chance that they could be their coach. I don't know. No. 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 There's no way. Bye, Felicia. There's no way. I would agree. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. I mean, it's not like Greg Williams' reputation could get any worse on and off the field, so might as well just do it. ESPN NFL front office insider Mike Tannenbaum joins us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Pennzoil synthetic motor oil is made from natural gas. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof's in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE. 5W30, Mike, you were a GM for a couple of different teams, including Gang Green. What do you think's going on in the front office first thing this morning after their latest debacle? Uh, you're feeling heartbreak like everybody else. And look, you have to have one eye to the future, but you also have a responsibility to those players and coaches. And I agree, it's inconceivable how they defended that play yesterday. You have to defend the goal line. And you have Lamar Jackson, an undrafted free agent, trying to defend Henry Ruggs, the most explosive player one-on-one. It's inconceivable. But the other thing you're doing as a GM you're looking towards the future. You're putting your list together so you're ready to go at the end of the year. And I just agree with Key said. It. It's really, there's no, at this point, I don't see there's any way that Adam Gates keeps his job at the end of the year. Wait, Mike, I didn't say he's going to keep his job. I said there's no way. No, I s- he agreed with me. Oh, I thought he said he didn't agree I with agree. me. All right, all right. Let me ask you this, though, Mike. Why hasn't the Jets fired him? Why haven't they fired him yet? What, what? Why are they holding on to him? Like, let it go. You know, Key, right. Here would be my only sort of justification if I'm the Jets. Two weeks ago was the first time this year that you had Sam Darnold with their top three receivers, Denzel Mins, Jamison Crowder, Brashad Perryman. And if you brought Adam Gase in to develop Sam Darnold, maybe you want to say, hey, over the last six weeks, is there any chance this could get better? So... If you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, I guess that's the one reason you would have said, hey, let's give Sam Darnold and Adam Gase a chance together because the last year and a half have been choppy due to injury, illness, whatever. But now we're at a point where I guess you're so close to the end, you might as well hold on to it. I really don't know, but to me, that would be the one explanation is let's give Sam Darnold the best chance possible to develop. Would you hold on to it, though, Mike, as a general manager, or would you just let it go now? 
Yeah, you know, Key, I made that decision a couple years ago. I was in Miami. We had Joe Philbin. We felt we couldn't go any further. We had an intriguing candidate in Dan Campbell, who was our head coach for the last 12 games. He was a finalist. I think Dan Campbell will be a head coach. I think that's a big factor when you make this decision, Key, is is there somebody on your staff that you think realistically may have a chance at the job? Look at the job Raheem Morris is doing in Atlanta. Look, they hit a bump in the road yesterday against the Saints, which a lot of people have. But if you think someone like Raheem Morris may be your head coach in the future, that's a big factor in your decision-making. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, let, let's say hypothetically you land the Jets job, okay, and you have the decision to make when you come up with this. Do you keep Sam Darnold and then get other assets in the draft, or would you take Trevor Lawrence? How would you handle this situation moving forward? Jay, well, despite the fact that Sam Darnold went to USC, I'm moving on from him. <laughs> I think Trevor Lawrence is a once-in-a-generation player, and uh, I know that's contractually obligated to say that here, guys. But uh, in all seriousness, Trevor Lawrence to me is Andrew Luck. He's a once uh, truly in a generation sort of player. He has the athleticism. He has the intangibles. And when you really look at it objectively, Sam Darnold has flashed in fairness, but he hasn't put it together consistently. And when you look at the other team in MetLife, at least Daniel Jones is getting better. There's less turnovers. You could see the progress being made. We just haven't seen that with Sam. I would try to maximize his value, get as many picks as I could, and move forward with a new coach and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Mike, Mike, I'm done fighting the Sam Darnold battle. Whatever y'all decide to do, y'all decide to do it as Jet fans and front office people. I'm tired of trying to say they should keep him. I've, I've given up, so... That's that's pretty much where I'm at. Let me ask you this. What what uh, the Giants are having, you mentioned the Giants, they're having some success. They go out to Seattle and they clip the Seahawks. How is this happening so fast for them right now? Well, let's stay with our USC theme. Leonard Williams is having a great year. Had another two sacks yesterday, eight and a half for the year. They're playing with great speed on team defense in terms of rallying to the ball. They caused another turnover because of it yesterday on offense. Look, Colt McCoy was not great yesterday, but he managed the game. And Wayne Gallman was really productive, had over 150 yards rushing. They're not beating themselves. And give Joe Judge a lot of credit. They go out to Seattle, no Saquon Barkley, no Daniel Jones. They're down 5 nothing at halftime, and they beat Russell Wilson in Seattle. That's a great team win. And if you're the Giants, you say, hey, you know what? We're going to get Jones back. We have Barkley for the future. Leonard Williams is a blue-chip player who's now playing up to that top six billing when he came out. We have a few pieces in place that we could build around, and Joe Judge deserves a ton of credit. I agree with you, Mike. I'm still shocked my Giants won that game. Let's go to another team in the NFC East. What the heck is going on in Philly? Is Carson Wentz done? Is Jalen Hurts, is it now his team? Uh, you know, I was listening to you guys. Absolutely. you got to give Jalen Hurts – an opportunity. And there's just two statistics that paint an entire picture. Carson Wentz has been sacked 50 times. And what does that tell us? Despite all the injuries they've had on the offensive line, he's holding the ball too long. He's lacks confidence to let the ball go. He's had a number of guys open earlier in his progressions. And he's second to the last in the league in yards per attempt, six yards per attempt. So he's checking the ball down. He's not holding the ball and trying to get chunk plays. So for whatever happened, Carson Wentz has lost his confidence. And if I'm a player on the Eagles, this became maybe a 50-50 decision a week to 10 days ago. This is a no-brainer. I don't know how they could go out there and play Carson Wentz right now because he simply doesn't give him the best chance to win. So, Mike, why would Doug Peterson at the post-presser say, well, I'll, I'll make my decision on who the starter is after I watch the tape? Like, wh- why does he keep prolonging you know, this? Jay, why won't he just buy in? 
you know, Jay, well, you were a great professional athlete, and I think there's a time and a place to make those decisions. And I think you have to sit down with Carson once and say, hey, Carson, we're going to get to the spring of 2021. It's going to be a fresh start. You're going to compete with Jalen Hurts. We're going to do everything we can every single day to get you ready for that day. But right now, Jalen Hurts gives us the best chance to win. And I think out of respect for Carson Wentz and that relationship, that player-coach dynamic, you don't make that proclamation in the media. You sit down Monday afternoon, you let everybody get a good night's sleep, and then you look the player in the eye and you give them the hard truth. But importantly, and Key, you mentioned this earlier, because of his contract, he will be an Eagle next year. So how they manage this is really important. No, it really, it really truly is. Speaking of things that are important and another quarterback in another situation in the AFC, obviously the Cleveland Browns went out and got another victory yesterday. How impressed are you with Kevin Stefanski being able to turn not only Baker Mayfield around, but the Cleveland Browns as a whole? He's done a remarkable job. And this statistic is, is crazy. They're nine and three. And for the year, they've been outscored by a total of 15 points. So they are running the ball really well. They're doing really well in a turnover margin, and that is a sign of a really well-coached team that they can win close games because to have to be six games over 500 and still be outscored by 15 points is remarkable. But yesterday, I thought they totally outcoached Tennessee. They took advantage of Tennessee's aggressive nature. You saw the deep shot to Peoples-Jones. That was a double move off of play action that pay, plays to Baker Mayfield's strength, which is he's a play action guy out of the pocket. He had four touchdown passes in the first half. And I think they're going to be a hard out in the playoffs because they don't beat themselves and they can control the line of scrimmage. Next up for the Browns, they get the Monday night treatment. Week 14, they'll host Baltimore. And week 14 in years past, that sounds like a terrible Thursday night game on the NFL Network. But no, this is a big one on Monday night football. Mike, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, fired at the network. Okay. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and much more at Progressive.com and much more on the Browns right now. So here's the stat I want to give you, fellas, on how confident they were in Baker getting a swag back like he was winning the Heisman Trophy at Oklahoma. More from Baker here in just a second. He was absolutely amazing. The Browns scored essentially on their first six possessions. They went field goal and then five straight touchdowns. Think about that. I don't care who the opposition is. Field goal, five straight touchdowns on their first six possessions. It was 15 months ago. Jim Nance. Tony Romo, Tracy Wolfson, huge game. The Browns breakout year. They're in the house. They're taking on the Tennessee Titans. It was supposed to be the Browns coming out party. And then the Titans just slapped them up and down the field. 15 months later, revenge is the Browns. And as Mike said, they are 9-3. and three. Fellas, what can you say about Kevin Stefanski? What more can you say about this guy? Nothing, really. I mean, this was the, I guess this is a signature win that we all kind of we're waiting for, right? We're yes. kind of waiting yes. for, so to speak. Um, you know, I actually picked Cleveland to win the division at the beginning of the year. They're not going to win the division, but they're certainly going to backdoor into a wild card playoff spot here. Um, and when you look at them, it's just something that Kevin Stefanski came with a plan, and his plan was to duplicate some of the same things that he did in Minnesota with Kirk Cousins. And he's gotten Baker Mayfield to play within that system, and they're running the ball with Chubb. So it allows them in the passing game to run play-action passes and be able to push the ball down the field off the play-action pass. It allows the receivers to have double moves. Think about people Jones there. He ran a double move off a small boot. Touchdown. And so as you start to to look at what they want to do, 
you start to say, okay, this team has a recipe for to be able to be portable because they can run the ball. They're weatherproof because they're in Cleveland. So wherever they travel to, the weather will not be an issue. And if it is, they can handle it because they got two studs of a back. They got Chubb and they got Kareem Hunt. And they got a quarterback that is protecting the football now. So I think that this is this is a football team to watch out for. You know, Kobe said it to Paul Gasol one time, um, you got to put your big boy pants on. And Cleveland put their big boy pants on yesterday. And it all started with Baker Mayfield. Now, we know Kevin Stefanski has done an incredible job with this team, changing the mantra of them, run first, pass second. But Baker Mayfield, four TDs in the first half. And I said this, you know, previewing the game, uh, the Titans have the 28th worst pass defense in the league. Yeah. And whoever gets ahead in this game, you know that the Titans' offense isn't built just to come back because they're a run-first offense as well. I, I Look, the ceiling that the Browns have is high. It's high. And I don't even feel like they came close to touching it yesterday. Mm. I feel like they're still on the verge. And I, I'll say this. I know Pittsburgh is undefeated. I think that Cleveland team can beat Pittsburgh. Mm. I'm not sure they can beat Kansas City Chiefs, but I think that, that Cleveland team we saw yesterday at Baker Mayfield plays at his potential – he played like the number one pick. I'm not saying he's consistently played in the number one pick. I'm not saying they're going to change up the offensive scheme of the team and the way they play. They still will be a run-first offense. But if he's able to give them breath, air, spirit like that, that's a team with a high ceiling that can go far. Well, they took care of the quiz, right? The quiz they did, they took care of that yesterday with Tennessee. Monday night against the Baltimore Ravens becomes the test because Baltimore Ravens have their number. Regardless to what the Ravens looked like the last couple times we saw them playing against a division opponent and you beat them up second week of the season and you beat them up in the past, that's the test. The test now is Baltimore. You passed the quiz, now the test is Baltimore because the rest of the country is going, the, the entire country is going to be watching on a Monday night. Indeed, they'll have the stage to themselves. Baker Mayfield essentially saying, the way I played on Sunday. It's the swag I used to have on Saturdays. Yeah, I mean, winning's fun. So, I mean, winning covers up a lot of things. But uh, having everybody on the same page and moving towards the same goal is the biggest thing. And so I say it time out. Time out. It's just back in the spring, our foundation that we laid about our goals, uh, we're all on the same page. So when you get a group that's hungry and, and sees the same things and works for the same things, uh, that's when it really gets special. So we need to continue to, to get better because the job's not finished. That swag like he had at Oklahoma. Jay, you think their ceiling is considerably higher than Key thinks for this season, for this team. I mean, look, I, I think their defense stepped up. Derrick Henry, 15 carries, only 60 yards, right? He fumbled the ball for the first time in a year. Uh, they put a lot of pressure on Ryan Tannehill. Getting Miles Garrett back, I think, helps their defense out tremendously in this team. And the run game is the run game. You know what pieces they have between Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Baker Mayfield just plays at a different level. It, it seems... I know we got into this argument about are they better with OBJ. I do think that Baker Mayfield is better with OBJ for now because I think less has became more for him. I don't think he's tried to squeeze the ball to OBJ so much. He's letting the game breathe. Now, eventually, if he gets OBJ back in time, I still think you'll talk about a different Baker Mayfield. But I think Baker Mayfield is trending in the right direction. And I like hearing him talk with confidence. I want to see a guy like Baker Mayfield win. It's easy when you're the first pick in a draft and you're not living up to expectations and everybody wants to take their shots at you. He seemed like he believed in himself yesterday, and that's who that team can be. You saw who they could be, which is scary. It's a different expectation, though, when you're the number one overall pick. It's just 
and, and people put their expectations on you, Zubin, of what they want you to be and not what you should be. And, and I think the one thing that's great about what Kevin Safaski has come, came, come into Cleveland to do is change things around to get Baker Mayfield to play what he needs him to be and not what others think he should be, which is five receivers out, four receivers out, throwing the ball all over the lot, out of the shotgun every single time. That's not the system that they want to run. And then when you look at it on the defensive side of the ball, what they do offensively helps their defense. It really does. It allows those guys to play us at a certain tempo and at a certain level. Now, I'm not so quick to say that they could beat Pittsburgh and they're going to take on Kansas City. I'm not bullish on that because I'm a one-game-at-a-time type person. And when OBJ was in the lineup, they still – you could tell that they was starting to kind of get – an understanding of what they wanted to do on offense. Now, all of a sudden, he's been missing for several weeks. The offense is clicking, but I wouldn't dare say that the Cleveland Browns is better off without a dominant player on their team. It just doesn't make any sense. One final reminder, Stefanski actually was a finalist for the job that Freddie Kitchens got, so initially the Browns got it wrong, and then they finally righted their wrong, and they got the right How guy. How you go hire Freddie Kitchens <laughs> over Kevin Stefanski? Freddie <laughs> Kitchens never called a play a day in his life. And that's why the coach-GM combination is no longer there, and they swapped it out for two new guys. More NFL talk here in A to Z. All right, fellas, let's try to run through this. A to Z brought to you by Redbox. Redbox's new movies at the box and streaming on demand. Don't miss Unhinged, starring Russell Crowe. Visit redbox.com for all the ways to watch. Jay's Ohio State Buckeyes. Mm -hmm. He's got an affinity for Ohio State. 40-point win over Mm -hmm. Michigan State, despite not having Coach Ryan Day. 23 players, including 60% of their starting offensive line. No problems. Our college football playoff analyst Heather Dinich on what Saturday's lopsided win did for the Buckeyes. I thought that what they did on the road without their head coach and so many players missing showed depth. I mean, let's not forget that. You can talk about resiliency and getting to East Lansing and playing that game, but talk about the depth that they were able to continue to do that and win like that. Now, granted, Michigan State is an abysmal football team, right? But to be able to put together that kind of convincing win after the week that they had, I think will earn the committee's respect. I don't think you could have asked for much more out of Ohio State going into that. The question, of course, looms for them. As long as the Michigan game is a question in the long term, so is that fourth spot. And we should mention Michigan could get on the field as early as today. Obviously, Ohio State needs that game Saturday against their arch rival to get to the mandated six to play in the Big Ten title game. What did you make of the Buckeyes this weekend, Jay? Really happy for Larry Johnson. I think it was a great honor for him to coach this game. They blew up Michigan State. They did exactly what they had to do. I think Justin Fields looked pretty good. Uh, and look, it's going to come down to this game against Michigan, which, I mean, I think they're like a 15 to 20 point no, favorite. 30. 30, 30 point favorite? 30, 30. 30 point favorite? Think about that. 30. In a rivalry. Oh. The 30, all-time oh, wins leader. 30. Today. The all-time wins leader in the history of college football. 30 point dunk. Oh, well. This is the history. This is not 1922. No, that's right. It's a it's, different time. It's 2020. Last thing, the Bears losing in embarrassing fashion to the Lions. Trubisky coughs it up. AP does the rest. On the other side, Matt Nagy on what 2020 has been like. Is this right now a difficult time? You're damn right it is. You know, it really is. It, it's hard. It, challenge, it challenges you in a lot of different ways. And that's just being as real as I can be. And I think the easy way out is is for, you know, people in different positions like myself as a head coach is just to chalk it up and say, man, this is, it just wasn't our year, but that'll never happen with me. We're presented by progressive insurance key time to blow it up. I'll do it for him. 
It wasn't your year, dog. <laughs> Starting with bench and Mr. Trubisky when you were 3-0, and to me, that was the biggest mistake of all. Um, I don't necessarily know when you say blow it up. I think you gotta you got to look at the quarterback position. You get the running backs next, back in the offseason. You still try to figure out what to do with Allen Robinson and giving him a long-term deal. You bring new offensive minds and coaches in there to try to get things done. Chuck Pagano, to me, is a great candidate sitting on the sideline. That's a great candidate for you. He's already there. And he's already been an NFL head coach, a successful, a successful one. NFL head coach. Very interesting. Speaking of head coaches, on the way, why is the head coach of a 5-7 and seven football team this morning laughing last? That's next on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.